Motives. Welcome back to the Behind Your Motive podcast. My name is Yash Akbinar and today we are joined with Morgan T. Nelson. In episode 59, I had the ultimate pleasure of speaking with the fun and exciting Morgan T. Nelson himself. I love speaking about success principles and it's amazing to see how similar they are with each person that comes onto the show. But this episode is different. We really broke down the success pillars involved in getting from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow and where you will be tomorrow. And who better to ask than someone like Morgan who has not only talked the talk, but also walked the walk. He has put in the work, applied all the amazing nuggets that he shares today into his own life and envisioned his dream into reality. He shares his amazing origin story and the mental decisions required at the beginning to successfully make that shift. We go deep into the major difference between your why and your vision and so much more. So without further ado, let's discover what's behind Morgan's Motive. Motives, welcome back to the Behind Your Motive podcast. Today, I am joined with Morgan Nelson. He is another Aussie guest, so I'm really thrilled to have him on. How are you going today, man? I'm doing really well, man. It's really nice to have you on here. Thank you so much for spending some time. Um, What's been the highlight of your week this week, man? Oh, highlight of my week? What's today? Today is Thursday. Highlight of my week, I, I, I think I've just moved into this new apartment. I was just showing you the view here. I've never lived in an apartment before. Like I've spent the last three years kind of traveling the world, living in villas in Bali and hotel rooms and airports. Um, and then came back at the start of this year and we moved into this freaking epic like mansion. And I've always just had on my, in my vision this year, I'm like, I want to try like an apartment. I want to live in an apartment, like really high up on the beach. And um, so that's what we're doing. So we've just moved into this week and it's the view, like, like 180 views of the whole Broadwater, the Gold Coast here. It's freaking amazing. So I think that's definitely a highlight of my week. I would say so as well. <laughs> <laughs> Moving from a, from that type of a house that you had to an apartment like this, it, it's, to everyone that wants to actually see it, he shares it on his um, on his story on his Instagram. So make sure to go follow him on there. Um, let's get right into it. I have seen um, and heard about your story, about your origin story. And I know we discussed it a bit before um, our call today, but... Like, I'd love for you to share your story with my audience because I feel like there is a lot of value in there from where you've come to where you are today, man. So, yeah, I'd love for you to share. For sure. So, I'm not sure how much, how far back you want to go. Um, but, you know, yeah, a little bit about my story. Like, I'm 27 years old now. I uh, live here on the Gold Coast, Australia. Um, but I, you know, I, I went to school, did all that stuff, but I knew school was never really for me. But I went all the way to year 12 for the parties and the girls. Like, it was just such a great time and I didn't want to leave, you know. So, I was having a whole bunch of fun there. But I knew that after school, I was never going to – I was I was never excited about university, college or anything like that, you know. And I, I, I don't think anyone does, really, if you really, really look at your core. Like, I don't think when you're 10 years old – I've never met a 10-year-old. Oh, sometimes, you know, you can meet a 10-year-old who goes, you know, when I grow up, I want to go to college. I want to go to university and get a degree and become a doctor possibly yeah. for some and and i love that i love people if, if they know what their passions are that's great but usually most people when they're 10 years old they think about being rich and famous 
You know, when they, when they grow up, like when I grow up, I want to have all the money. I want to travel all the time. I want to live this incredible life. The next minute, life punches you in the face. You're 18 years old and you find yourself in university, $100,000 of debt, studying something because you think you should do it, not because that's truly what you want. And I saw a lot of people around me getting into that trap going, oh, this is what my, my score was. So this is what I can study. Ultimately, this is how successful I can become in life. And I saw that happening all around me. And I just, I wasn't vibing that. I was like, dude, that, that's, that sounds freaking horrible. Like what I want to do is I want to live a life that fulfills me. I want to live a fun life. I want to travel. I want to, I just want to be happy, you know? And so when I finished school, I went and got myself a, a job, made some money. And then I, I actually uh, created my own little landscaping business for a bit because what happened was I had, I had a few thousand dollars in the bank and a friend hit me up and he goes, hey, I'm going to Europe for New Year's. And this was in October. I'm going to Europe for New Year's. I said, dude, that's freaking epic. I'm going to come. And he goes, yeah, do it. I said, let's go right now. We walked down a flight center. I booked, my, I booked my tickets. I used all the money in my, in my bank to book my tickets. Then we had October, November, December. I had three months to save up as much money as I could for two months around Europe. So I just thought, how can I make much money? How, how can I make some cash right now? So I went, I went and bought a lawnmower. I had a ute at that time. I went and bought a lawnmower. I bought all this stuff. Started putting advertising out, uh, letterboxes, all this stuff. And I started just freaking hustling and doing all this landscaping. I acted like a full professional when I bought a t-shirt and all this stuff. It was just really funny. And I'm just collecting all this cash. And then I saved, I saved up, you know, a, a, a few thousand bucks, um, you know, to then go to Europe. So we traveled Europe for two months and I just had ultimate freedom. It was freaking amazing. And then I come back from that, having the best time of my life where you wake up every day and you just go, what do I want to do today? Which country do I want to go to? You just get on a train, you go there. Yeah. And awesome. I come back the next minute, my parents stuff like, well, that was all great and stuff. But now, you know, you need to get a job. I'm like far out. So I found myself into an apprenticeship as a carpenter. They said, they're like, you know, you don't just need a job. You're like, you need to get a career, like go do an apprenticeship or something. So I get an apprenticeship as a carpenter. And on the first day of work, I just knew it wasn't for me because we're working nine and a half hours into the day, 3.30, right? My boss says to me, you can go home early today, Morgan, because it's your first day. And I said, this is early. What's a normal day? He said, oh, you know, we do 10 or 11 hours a day. I said, how many days a week do you do this? I said, usually six. And then, I, and then I asked myself the question, for how many years do you do this? And then I knew the answer, until you die. Because if you continually trade in time for money, you'll work until the day you die. If you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you're going to work till the day you die. That's the harsh reality. And I think so many people bury their heads in the sands and they don't think about that. And they think, well, I've got my superannuation, or I've got my 401k or whatever. I'm going to save up, but they just think that life's going to miraculously get better one day for them. But that like what actually happens is it doesn't. If you keep doing the same things you've always done, you keep getting the same things you've always gotten. And so I was always kind of, I was aware of that. So straight away, I'm, I'm thinking I've got to find a way, you know, where I can be the boss. I need to have a business or I need to get into property or something like that. The only problem is now I'm 18 years old, making $9 an hour. And I can't afford to freaking live, let alone buy a property. So I was, this, I was just set in. I'm like, I'm going to do my apprenticeship. I'm going to get qualified. I'm going to create my own business. I'm going to start saving us money. And if I can get into development, become a builder, all of this and retire by 50, then happy days. I'm going to be the coolest, happiest 50-year-old ever. That resulted in me working my ass off for the next 30 years. 
And so while I was kind of on the path of all of that, you know, I, I went down like crazy, crazy path, lots of drugs, lots of alcohol, all was like just the wildest shit. Uh, Cause I was around the wrong environment and, and, you know, because you're the sum of the five people you hang around with. Right. And I didn't know that at the time, but I was just sucked into this environment where that's all I knew. And I was getting arrested all the time. It was just crazy. So as soon as I changed my environment, I got connected with an, with a friend who I actually met in Europe and he was doing really well. He was doing really well. He was 24. He had a whole bunch of property. He was happy. He was successful. He knew where he was going in life. And I just knew I had to get around him. So we caught up and he says to me, dude, you should come and check out this new business venture I'm doing. And I'm like, sweet, let's check it out. Like, yeah, like I, I want to make money. And I went along to this thing and it was a network marketing uh, opportunity. And now I had no idea what network marketing was. I, I called it a cult. I called it everything, right? Because I was like, this is, what is this weird shit? And then he just says to me, remember that you're broke. Come inside. And I was like, okay, fair enough, mate. You've got a point there. Because, you know, ig- ignorance, all ignorance is, is uneducation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not ignorant, you've got clarity. You're educated. Yeah. So I was very ignorant, you know, but I was also very broke. And that's usually a direct correlation with the two. Mm-hmm. People who are broken and unhappy, they're usually very ignorant people. They're not open-minded. They don't even want to look for ways to how to not be broken and unhappy. So I went along, I checked it out. I got phenomenal results on the products. Like, long, like I saw it all and made sense. I saw young people in the room. So young people that are just making money online, traveling the world, talking about contribution, talking about growth, talking about impact, talking about retiring their parents, traveling Australia in a caravan in their 20s and 30s, not waiting until they're 70. You know, and talking about all these big stuff and they were just so supportive of each other and they were positive. And I just knew that I had to get in that because the environment is the biggest thing. So by getting into the right environment, I found the right vehicle for me. So I was introduced to network marketing 21 and you know, it, it definitely didn't kick off for me straight away because here's the thing. Most people think they get into network marketing and they go, oh, it didn't work for me. No, what happened is you didn't work it. Like people think it's a lottery ticket. People have a lottery ticket mindset these days. And I got into it and I just, I admit like I didn't work the business. I didn't, I didn't work it. But when I was ready to start working it, I started working it part-time. I started making extra 200 a week, 400 a week, 500 a week, 600 a week. And it was just growing and growing. Then when I was 23 years old, I created financial freedom through it. And I got qualified as a carpenter. Then four months later, I was, I quit and I moved to Mexico. And that, that started the trip to Mexico as a one-way ticket. And I just returned to Australia at the start of this year. So it was over three years of, of kind of consistent traveling, being a digital nomad, living in Mexico, Europe, the States, Bali, uh, just everywhere, man. And now it's, it's grown to an awesome income and massive impact, which is more important. And we're just helping so many other uh, young people around the world freaking take control of their lives and create their dream life. That's incredible, man. Thank you so, for getting that vulnerable and sharing your story up until now, man. It's a really, it really means a lot. Um, I really would love to just step back a bit and like, analyze your mindset when you were in that transition phase like you knew you wanted something more for your life you knew that like carpentry and all that type of that type of living wasn't for you what was your like mindset on life at that time like did you really have an open mind to learning more at that point in life definitely like i saw successful people and i knew they knew things that i didn't and that's it. Like you need to get around the fire. If you want to get warm, you need to get around the fire. And 
So I, I, I knew that like, there's just something I hadn't figured out yet. And it made a lot of sense to me to stop taking advice from people I wouldn't trade positions with, you know? So I, I continually wanted to keep getting around people. Like I remember one day even leaving the building site because the guys that were the builders um, of our building group, they were multi, 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 multi millionaires. And he rocked up on the site one day in this really nice Porsche and I was leaving and I just saw him leave. I, I literally stalked him because I was like, I just want to see where he lives in the non-creepiest way. I'm like, I want to see where he lives. It led me to Sovereign Island and here on the Gold Coast, which is like really, really wealthy estate. And then I just started looking around. I just started seeing all the houses, all the cars, all the boats. And I was like, these guys are doing something different. Like, what are they doing? So I really started to become obsessed with creating that kind of life. You know, so it, it really it really kind of got, got me going. But I I just my thought process all the time is just this, like we're going to die one day. Like you're going to die one day and you're going to look back and see the life that you created. And I don't want to die with regrets. I want to die looking back on, holy shit, man, that was a movie, mm. you know? And that's what's always motivates. It just never made sense for me to sit still, be mediocre, to just conform. You know, I've, I've always just want to create my own economy, create my own life where I can just do whatever I want, whenever I want, with whoever I want, you know? Um, so, yeah. I, I see this one video traveling around Instagram recently um, and it's quite an old video. And it's like, just imagine if there was a cast of people filming your life right now and your success story. Like, what would you want them to film? Would you want them to film you sleeping and staying in bed? This is my bit of a reality check for me as well, if I'm being a bit vulnerable. Or would you want them to watch you grinding and really making your business like the parts that no one ever sees on social media? No one ever sees the grinds and the hustle on social media. They always see the success and the, the Porsches and the luxury houses, you know? And that really like, I saved that video. I want to watch that video every single day. And you have really to send motivated. that to me, man. That's freaking cool. Yeah, I will send that to you. It's a really nice video. Um, but what do you believe? Like, when do you really believe you discovered your true potential? Because you had a bit of a hiatus in the network marketing space at the very start. When do you think it really like clicked for you? And I know we kind of had this conversation, which we I wish I recorded at the start. Um, <laughs> When do you think that mindset shift for you when you're like, okay, I want to create this now? Yeah, totally. You know, to answer your first kind of question there, when did I tap my full potential? I don't think we ever have. And I don't think, I don't think we'll ever mm. tap now because we have infinite potential. Like, like, and what excites me and what kind of drives me, like the fact that like I could kind of go back to Bali and kick it at my age and have cocktails every day and whatever that doesn't excite me. Like what excites me now is just being able to see how much more my potential I can tap into, you know, and just see like, what can I actually create in this lifetime? What can I do? Like, it's just an unlimited amount of potential that we can continue to keep tapping into. And we, if we keep stretching ourselves, we keep growing, we keep pushing ourselves, getting around the right people. Right. And so that just fires me out. Like what really, really fires me up and motivates the shit out of me is, I know that at the end of the day, we're going to die. Okay. And I'm going to meet, I'm going to meet the person I could have become. Yeah. Right. I'm going to meet the person I could have become the person that actually actioned 
and executed the potential inside of me. And I'm going to sit there and go, holy crap, man, I could have done that. Or I'm going to get to the end and I'm going to meet the person that I also could have become. But I'm going to see myself staring back at me as to see how far I have gone. So I think there's so much we can always kind of tap into. And that's what just keeps me going. It excites me all the time. But, you know, along the way of the journey, it's exactly this. You know, you need, there's four pillars. There's four pillars to having everything you need, everything you want. You know, the first one I already touched on was the right environment. You need to have the right environment. You need to be around the right people. You know, so if people are needing that motivation, needing that kick, right, this, this is for you. You need to be around the right people. And even me coming back here to the Gold Coast, I just moved back here a few months ago. And, and I found myself naturally like falling back into hanging out with some of the old people I hang around with years ago. And they're, they're just doing the same kind of stuff as they were doing. And then so now I'm, I'm going, man, I need, to, I need to get around different people. And now I'm hanging around a lot of people that are, they're doing big things. And it's just, it's put a fire up my ass. Like I need to get around people again that are doing so much more than me, making millions a month, you know? And so, so environment's key. You need to have the right environment. Second one, you need to have the right vehicle. There's no point getting all fired up and motivated if you've got no freaking vehicle to tap into, you know? So you need to find what your right vehicle is. You know, for me, it was network marketing. But also by having the right vision, you need, you need to have clarity of your vision, right? You need to know where you want to go because without knowing where you want to go, you're now going to find the vehicle for you. But you need to be open, you need to be flexible to adjusting the, the vehicle. So let me right. tell you why. I thought I was going to create my success through property and developing. So I thought that was the only way I had to do it. It didn't excite me. So when I found network marketing, I just saw it as a way to make an extra $200 a week. I was like, that's all I want. I just want 200 bucks a week. And if I can just start cashing a little bit more cash away each week, I'm going to save up and get this property sooner. Then when I started to make that, I was like, oh, you know, I want $400 a week. I'm going to get this property soon. And then I just started to change. I was like, hang on a second. Why do I want the properties? Because I want passive income. And why do I, why, what do I really want? What I really want is to pack my, like when I ask myself these questions, not what I think I want, what I really want to my core. And it was, I just want to live a life with no, no baggage, no restrictions, no, no lockdowns anywhere, ultimate freedom. And that's what I've done for the last three years. I, I live out of a suitcase. I sold all my shit. And it's just, it's so freeing. Like, I don't want a mortgage. I still don't have one. I don't want one yet. I will, of course, get into property. Absolutely. But it's not a high priority for me right now. Like I just like to live my life. So that's, that's kind of what, what I do, right? But if I, if I was so set on property being the vehicle, I thought it had to be it. I never would have found network marketing, which has completely changed my life and in, in, allow me to impact tens and tens and tens of thousands of people's lives around the world. Yeah. So you need to be flexible to your vehicle. So that's the second one, the right vehicle. But the third one, to answer your question, it needs to be the right time. So it needs to be the right time. So how do you discover what the right time is? You know, you first need to get clear on where you're going. What's your vision? Okay. What's your vision? Where are you going? And you need to get clear on why you're doing it. Now, for so long, I confused the two. Mm. I thought my why was my vision. And I thought why I'm doing this is because I just want to live in Mexico one day. I just want to be able to do that. I just want to be able to do that. Like I just want taco Tuesday every day. I want margaritas every day. I want sunsets every day, you know? And then it wasn't until, so we're motivated by two things, pleasure and pain. 
two things. That's it. There's nothing else. Every single thing we do in life is either to get something of pleasure or to avoid feeling pain. That's it. But pain is way more motivating than pleasure. So when you're just relying on a vision board or just relying on a vision, you're only executing the pleasure. You're allowing the pleasure, the idea, the excitement to pull you, which is great and you need it. But it wasn't until I got clear on my actual why and I decide, and I realized that your why and your vision are two different things. So your vision is what's going to guide you. you. That's your GPS. That's where I'm going. But your why is your leverage. The why is what gets you like a plane taken off the ground. It takes off heading to New York from Brisbane. It knows where it's going, but it has to get off the ground. Massive action, massive discomfort, right? It's like it needs to, it needs to create leverage. Okay. The, the pain. So the pain was this. When I figured out what my why was, it actually stands for what hurts you. So to really kind of discover that, you need to create leverage in your life. You know, there's a story of, of an old man and a, dog, and a dog sitting on the porch. And this little boy walks down the street and he sees this old man and his dog is sitting there just crying and howling and complaining and blah, 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 blah. Just going off his head, right? Maybe you can, maybe you can relate. Like how many people do we know that that is sit there and just complain about their life. Oh, poor me, blah, 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 blah. So the little boy goes up to the old man. He goes, mate, what's going on with your dog? And he goes, oh, he's sitting on a nail. And he goes, well, why doesn't he just get off the nail? He goes, because it doesn't hurt enough for him yet. And so often people live in a life like that. They live in a seven out of 10 life where they live in a crappy life and they're uncomfortable, but it's not uncomfortable enough for them to actually get off their ass and do something. They look at it because once again, pleasure and pain. There's more pleasure in staying in discomfort than what there would be to do the actual work. Right. Because people want momentarily, they want instant gratification in this day and age. So they think, well, if I'm actually going to get off my ass and do the work, if I'm going to go, I need to lose 20 kilos. That means I have to diet, go to the gym. I can change my habits. I associate that with pain. That sounds horrible. I would rather sit here and eat another Snickers and watch Netflix, right? Pleasure. But the pain, because we'll do anything to avoid pain. I don't want to do that. Why would I want to do that? But instead of thinking about the future, they think about the now. So they think, well, how can I just avoid pain now? And if you continually, it's that saying, it's like, if you do what's easy, life will be hard. And if you do what's hard, life is going to be easy. So it's about doing what's painful and doing what's hard now so the rest of your life is going to be really, really easy. Because let's say if someone's over, overweight, yes, it's definitely easier to have another Snickers and watch more Netflix. There's going to be pain involved with getting off your ass and going to the gym and working and eating healthy. Yes. But far less painful than having a heart attack in 30 years. Mm -hmm. Far less painful than only living half of the life what you possibly could because you die of a heart attack at 45 yeah. So when people tap into that pain, now doing the work in the moment is pleasurable. Right. And that's where you need to lie. You need to find what, how can I find the pleasure in doing the work now? And you do it by thinking about creating a future of, 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 of a vision of the future. What's my life going to look like once I grind and hustle and do this work now? Yeah, You know, that's what we were talking about before this podcast started. It's like, I could go downstairs right now, put jet ski in, have a bunch of fun, but I, cause that's pleasure. Absolutely. But I'd get more pleasure out of 
putting in the work now, knowing in five years, I'm going to just go and get onto my yacht, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that, that's, that's where people kind of balance. So it's about finding, finding the pain in the moment now that you have to create leverage and go. Okay, and then you do that by finding your why. So that's the third one, the right, the right timing. The fourth one is the right you. Hmm. Explain that part, explain number four a bit. So the right you, you know, it, it's, you, you've got to develop, you've got to self-develop. You know, work on yourself every single day. Jim Rohn talks about, you know, you got to go to work harder on yourself than you do your job. Yeah. And for so often, like, you know, dude, you're, you're 20 years old and you're soaking up all this now and you're involved with this now. It's freaking incredible. I didn't find self-development until I was like 21, 22. First thing I ever heard was thoughts become things. And I was like, holy shit, what do you mean that if I think something positive, then my life might be more positive? What? what do you mean if I think negative shit, my life's going to keep being negative. I didn't know. You know, and then, and then you're the sum of the five people you hang around. No way. Oh my God. You know, so, Very new. you know, so it's got to be the right you. You've got to work on the right you. Okay. And, and I break this down as three areas of finding the right you. You need to have the right beliefs, the right values and the right attitude. So beliefs, you know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right either way. Roger Bannister, Okay. No one in history ever ran a four minute mile, ever ran a mile in under four minutes until Roger Bannister. Because scientists actually believed it was physically impossible to do it. If you did it, your heart would explode out of your chest. Yeah. So no one believed they could do it. So nobody did. And then Roger Bannister comes along and he said, he says, screw that. And he's like, screw that. It's like, I can do it. And he, and he visualized it. He visualized himself over and over crossing the finish line under four minutes over and over and over. And he built, he did it for so long, right? Through power of repetition. This is how we start to build belief and visualization because our brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's fake. Cause we, we live, we live a fake life. We get information through our five senses. How do you know what's real? Cause you see it, taste it, touch it, smell it, feel it, right? For our five senses. It's given us information and our brain creates an image. Like our brain's in total darkness. So I can't see, you know, use our eyes to see. So we can close our eyes and create the exact same reality of whatever we want in our head. And our brain doesn't know that it's not real. And we can start building belief as if it is real. And when you've got, we we're talking about potential before, you know, this success cycle, potential, uh, sorry, belief, potential, action, results. So the belief that you have, it's about, it's about having the belief that you can actually tap into this potential. So if you, if you want to start a business, if you want to do whatever, right? And you just think, oh, I'm just going to try this. Like, I'm really not sure. Like, if you just try something, like what, what kind of actions are you going to take? You take some lousy actions. So then what kind of results will you get? Really lousy results, which then reinforces the belief. See, told you, I'm not even that good at this. Can't even do it. But if you first just sit and actually visualize what you want and you start to really build this belief that's attainable and that you're going to create it over and over and over, how much more potential will you tap into? Oh, so much more. And then when you've got that belief and you're in this potential, how much more action are you going to take? So much more action. And your results, amazing results. Well, then reinforces, see, I told you I'm the freaking man. I can crush this. Let's go bigger. Let's go more. All right. So your belief, belief is everything. Okay. But then also like this is the whole 
process here uh and like i really work on this with people like when i go one-on-one with people um but limiting beliefs as well mm. whether you think you can think you can't you're right either way so if you got these limiting beliefs like i'm not good enough i had a limiting belief that i was too young you know i was financially free living in mexico at 23 years old and i was a bit conflicted going this doesn't add up i can't do this i'm too young so i had this limiting belief you know and so many people have these beliefs so it's about kind of crushing that and developing this the second one is the right values. And we were talking about this before, right? Yeah. Having the right values. You need to adjust your values. So think of what's the lifestyle you want to create and what, what kind of lifestyle does the version of you 10 years from now have? What do they have? What are they doing? Where are they eating? What are they dressing like? What are their habits? What are their values? What do they value? What would a person like that value in life to get those kind of results in life? Because your values, your value system is what drives all of your your thinking, all of your behavior, all of your actions. So if you value adventure and fun, and I say to you, Yash, let's go jump out of a plane, you're going to be like, hell yeah, dude, let's freaking go. But if your highest value is like safety and security, right? So let's go jump out of a plane. You said, no, because <laughs> it, it decides every decision for you, right? Because right? we do, we do what, our, what we're in alignment with our values, whether we know about it or not. A lot of people don't even know what their values are. And they ask themselves, why do I keep getting the results I'm getting in life? Well, you don't even know what your values are. Your subconscious mind's running you and you don't even know. So you're saying you want success, but you actually value fun the most. That's what happened to me in the beginning. I say I want success. Well, of course, who wouldn't want to have more money in their lifestyle? Of course. But what I value right now is fun. I value that higher than having success. There was more pleasure in the moment me in the beginning there was more pleasure in the moment of going having fun going on a party and doing whatever than it was to do the work i associated the work with pain but it wasn't until i flipped it i was like if i don't do the work now my life's gonna be horrible in the future so i need to do it now right so the values and the last one's right attitude and you have the right attitude there's three kinds of people in the world you know it's people who sit back and they complain about the win oh poor me if only the wind blew in this direction, I would get to where I need to go. Yeah. Or look at all those lucky motherfuckers up there with the wind, you know, blowing in the right way for them. You know, let's complain about it. And the second person is overly optimistic and they're like, the wind is just going to change. We just have to have faith and hope. And I'm going to visualize it and manifest it and meditate on it for six months. And I'm going to wait for the blue moon to cross with the red moon and then get my crystals in alignment. And, it's just going to happen. Just trust it. Yeah, you know. And then there's the third person who just gets up and changes the fucking sales. Mm. And they're just like, well, life isn't working. I'm going to change sales. Right? So if things aren't working for you right now, change your sales. If your relationship isn't working, change your sales. If your money situation isn't working, change your sales. If your business isn't working, change your sales. Do something different. If you keep doing the same thing you've always gotten, you keep getting the same thing you've always got. Wow. Guys, repeat that. Honestly, go back like, what was that? Like 10, 15 minutes? Solid 10 minutes, I think. Repeat that and, and write notes. I was writing notes as Morgan was speaking, but um, I know we're really pushing on time here, Morgan. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really do appreciate your time for the entire hour that we were actually speaking. Um, first, last question where can people actually find you? I know you have your own podcast, so plug all those down and I'll put them in the show notes down below. Cool, cool. 
Um, you know, my main place I hang out is just on Instagram at Morgan T Nelson. Um, so find me there, come along, follow the journey, send me a DM. If you have any questions, I open every message. I reply to everybody. Um, I love just hearing feedback from people. If you've got any questions, you want to elaborate on things. So yeah, find me there, come hang out there. And then, yeah, my podcast is called dreaming out loud. Uh, you can get on on every platform. It's all just self-development, which is my favorite. So awesome, man. Again, thank you so much and make sure to follow Morgan T. Nelson on Instagram and check out his podcast. It truly is amazing um, and it's helped me in many ways as well. So thank you so much, man.